The bots are coming and they will take no prisoners. Hey, we're going to talk about chat bots with Ben back on this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is a topic you need to tune in for. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Active Campaign. This is really my new go-to CRM, ESP, marketing automation, really low cost. Any size business can get into it, uh, starting at like 19 bucks a month. You can keep track of your clients. You can see who is visiting your website. You can follow up based on behavior. Check out Active Campaign. There'll be a link in the show notes, but it's ducttape.me slash DTM active. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jansen. My guest today is Ben Beck. He is an entrepreneur, marketing consultant, and author of the weekly MarTech Monday column on the Clear Voice blog. We're going to talk about a topic that is trending. Maybe it's past trending in some circles, but maybe you've never heard of it. We're going to talk about chat bots. Uh, you've certainly interacted with one, I would suggest. Maybe you didn't know you did, but uh, we're going to talk about it because I think it's uh, going to be something that we are going to see. It's going to become a part of our lives, uh, certainly in marketing and technology. So, Ben, thanks for joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I, I like that you said chatbots are trending. I, uh, I was writing an article the other day and included a, just a screenshot from, from Google Trends about chatbots, and there's just this huge spike in early 2015 that just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, so it, and, yeah, it's an interesting topic. And you're you're starting to see the internet marketers that are creating courses on how to do chatbots for lead generation. So that's usually a sign that something is <laughs> is on its way up. Yep. So uh, let's uh, let's start. I mean, I, I actually found you a blog post that you wrote about chatbots, and and that's really what I, I was myself. I was thinking I wanted to, I need to learn more about this. I want to get my audience more about this, and uh, boom, there was your article. So that's why we're talking today, but. What is a chatbot? Can you, in simplest terms, tell us what it is even? Yeah, so a, a, a chatbot is generally um, an, an artificially intelligent-driven computer conversation that, that can happen through a, a number of ways. One of the most popular ways is Facebook Messenger. But you've also got chatbots that are working inside of Slack or via text message. Um, in Skype, and, and Skype, I have uh, their yep, Skype, Skype yeah. Yeah. And so the, the, these chatbots, they, um, they're generally question-based. You, know, you go in and ask a question, and it gives you an answer. And they, they're trying to make them conversational, trying to really make it feel like you're talking to a human. And that's one area that chatbots kind of fall short still, is uh, making it seem like it's a, a full human interaction. Um, but, but they do have a lot of other valuable uses. And, and like you said, there's a lot of people already starting to use them for Internet marketing. Yeah, because the, the AI part is still pretty simple, right? I mean, it's like, oh, if I hear this word, I think you're after this. But again, it's like a, yep. lot, of the, it's like a lot of these things, right? I mean, garbage in, garbage out, right? <laughs> They're only as good as what you write from a script standpoint, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, and there's, you know, um, the, the scripting is really, it can, can be really tough because you've got to think of all the different questions pe people might be asking, and you put in a question and then your potential answers that can come up and you can make it a little more human-like and say, hey, sometimes I want to give this answer and sometimes I want to give this answer. And we can dynamically insert a keyword. Maybe we know what their name is already from earlier in the chat. And so we're going to insert their name there. 
there's things that you can do uh, to make it more conversational. But yes, like you said, the AI is, it's still rather simple. And thus, it's hard to make it seem like it's a human. Well, and I think one of the challenges for a lot of organizations also as they jump on this, it's kind of like social media. When it first came out, you know, brands were like, oh, we need to be in it. But they didn't know how to be in it, really. And I think that, that bots yep. will be the same way. It's like all of a sudden, wait, we lost our brand voice. And we're not, you know, I, I mean, I love some of these uh, bots that I interact with. And they're kind of sassy, you know. I mean, they, they clearly like somebody has gone through and said, no, this is our tone. This is how we talk. And But then I've also seen other ones that, you know, it. it all it is is an advanced version of an autoresponder, basically. Yeah, and you know, I think any company that's going to do a chatbot, they need to to have their culture, whether it's SaaS or humor or whatever it is they're inserting into that that chatbot. It needs to be there because it's it, you know it's it's so new that people are like, "Wow, I'm chatting with a bot," and I can't believe this company has one. And so you you've got to make sure it's a very positive interaction. And, and a lot of that can be done with, you know, hey, I'm, I'm a surfer dude. I've, I've got a, a client I'm building a chatbot for, and they run Provo Beach Resort. It's a, a family fun center that's got kind of a, a beach surfer type theme. And so the chatbot we're building for them is based around David Hasselhoff, and he's got lots of fun surfer lingo that he, he throws in there. And so that's, that's a way that we're really trying to connect their brand to the bot to make sure that it's, it's congruent and it's just a, a good uh, good interaction. I think there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in that. So you just described one use for it, but but talk about some of the things you've seen. What are some of the what are some of the categories of ways you're seeing businesses use these? Yeah, great question. Um, there there's a lot of companies out there in the retail space that are starting to jump on board. And one way, I believe it's American Eagle that is doing this. Um, after you complete your purchase. They've got a little a little module on the thank you page that says, "Hey, do you want to uh, be apprised of updates on your order?" And it's got a little connect to Facebook button, and you click that, and it actually authorizes their Facebook uh, Messenger chatbot to be able to give you updates. And it's worked really well for them because they're you know as soon as it's the order's processed, they give you an update through Facebook Messenger, and as soon as um, the order is shipped, they give you that update. And it's actually a, a conversational bot, so the person can send a question back and it will give them an answer. And one way that they've really leveraged that for marketing is a few weeks after you received your order, the chat bot reaches out again proactively and says, Hey, just wanted to see how you like that, those, those pants, you know, do they, do they fit well? Um, and from there, the chat bot can then send them to leave a review. Um, or it can, it can even show other products that they might be interested in buying. So in the retail space, it's been good to kind of uh, manage the order side of things. Uh, and I've seen other companies using them for lead gen. So for example, you go on and you've got some real estate questions. You can start asking this bot real estate questions. And after it has answered a couple questions and maybe you say, um, how, how do I know if I can sell my house by myself or if I need to use an agent? And it, the chatbot responds and says, hey, that's a great question. How about I give you a guide that can help you determine that? And then it clicks their email address and their name, and it sends the guide off to them, and you've got a lead in the system for the real estate company that built that chatbot. Um, so there's lots of ways you can use it. So let's throw a little cold water on this, <laughs> but, okay. uh, which I hate doing right in the middle because I'm kind of pumped about this. Um, and so I want people, <laughs> I want people to... I want people to explore this and learn about it. But at what point, you know, right now we're in this 
kind of like, oh, look, I got an email. You know, remember you. You may yep. not remember. You may not be. Uh, <laughs> you may not be old enough to remember that back when people were like, "Oh, cool, I got an email." And and yeah. now, of course, we're just like <sighs> crushed with it. And so, at what point do people start saying, "Yeah, this is really cool. Look, I can interact with this thing." And then they open up Facebook and they get about seven hundred thirty-seven, you know, messages in their face, and it just becomes another email. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think I think you're probably going to see that, and I, and I hate to say it, but it works that way with anything. You know, the right. the emails, our phones are dinging all day long and you see the notifications coming up and it's just, it's become noise. Um, I think, I think we're going to see that with chatbots again too, but thankfully, you know, I think we've got five, six, maybe 10 years of runway before it gets to that point, just because the, the chatbots right now to be able to interact with you, you have to create an interaction with them first. Yeah. I think that, that Facebook and Slack, Skype, who, whoever it is, whatever platform it is, they're going to be really good at maintaining that uh, acceptance of privacy. So I, I don't think you'll have any proactive chatbots going out. I can't see Facebook doing that. I, I, I don't think you're giving the spammers enough credit, Ben. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your, the original post that I uh, referenced uh, actually said something like, build a chatbot in 10 minutes. Can, can a truly effective chatbot really be that easy? You know, it, so depending on what you want to do, uh, the, the 10 minute claim, that's, that's how long it takes to build one that's super basic yeah. and to launch it. And that, that's, there's a tool called chat fuel. They, they only integrate with uh, Facebook messenger, mm -hmm. but that would be a really basic bot such as something. I mean, if, if you potential visitor of your, if you have a local business and a potential visitor goes on and says, what time do you open? It can give hours. It can give directions. It can give some basic product information, maybe show a menu, that kind of bot that you could very easily build in 10 minutes if you've done it before. Um, but you know, like this, the, the Provo beach example I, I threw out there, I'm, I'm working with them. We've jumped into their Google analytics. We're making sure that the bot is very robust, answers the kind of questions that they want to. And even though they are a local business, I'm going to put anywhere from five to 10 hours into that chat bot for them. Yeah. So, Let's go with, um, I, I'll use a really kind of down-to-earth example, somebody that you might not think of. I mean, it's, there's a lot of businesses that you're like, well, duh, they need to have a chatbot, you know, because that's just technology and that's, you know, that's how people want to interact with them. But let's say like a remodeling contractor that would put together, maybe they traditionally would have put together sort of a questionnaire about somebody's style and taste. And based on those answers, they'd kind of say, oh, here's the information you might want to interact with. Could you see designing something like that in a chatbot where somebody's, based on their responses, you would funnel them into a whole sort of path of information? That, absolutely. That, that's a perfect example, John. The, so let's say you're, you're doing a a, a new build construction, you're working with a general contractor, you're choosing things. He's got a big questionnaire that he's had mm -hmm. people filling out up to date or to date. He's been right. having you fill out just a paper form. What if there was a chatbot and you could go in and start a dialogue with this chatbot and it says, what kind of home are you looking for? And you, you put in Rambler versus two story versus townhome. And then it gives you different styles. You can go Tudor style. You can go more farmhouse style. You choose this the exterior style and the way that you're choosing this is it simply shows you a picture. It shows you a couple pictures side by side, like you've seen the Facebook ads where mm -hmm. it's a, a carousel of images. You can do those carousels in a chatbot, and they simply click, click an image. And based on what they've selected, you can have logic in the chatbot that's really simple to build. 
and it takes them to the next image where they select. And then they can, you can ask, ask specific tiles that they want on the floor, or specific cuts of granite that they'd like. Um, and you can do all that through a chatbot. And it would be, in my opinion, I think it would be a lot more enjoyable and easy to do uh, versus using a paper form. So I'm sure you've run across this. I, I have seen examples of it. I, I haven't necessarily interacted with this, but are there ways that this can go horribly wrong for somebody that, that sets up a jackpot and they think they have some AI in there and based on a response, it gives a totally inappropriate answer. Absolutely. So just, it was just a few weeks ago when Microsoft, um, they had released one of their chatbots. I don't remember the name of the chatbot they released, but within hours it had been hacked so that it was saying vulgar and inappropriate and racist things. And so they had, they had to pull it down and they re-released it a couple days later. They released a new bot with a new name where they think they've plugged those holes, but that can happen. And that's, that's why when I, unless you are Microsoft or a big company with a lot of budget, I would recommend you don't try to make it sound like it's a human, you know, make it clear up front that it's a great experience, but they're still chatting with an automated assistant, you know, let them know up front. Mm -hmm. Um, so that if the AI does fall through, which is likely going to, unless you have a really big budget for this, you don't look bad. Yeah. So how much programming really goes into it? I mean, is, are, is the tool set out there now where it's kind of drag and drop, or do you have to have some programming knowledge or ability? Yes. Um, so I my background was in development. My undergrad ma major was. But... I, I have been able to launch these things without touching code. And there's two platforms I recommend for that. So the first one is ChatFuel. I already mentioned that they're a Facebook Messenger-only platform. Um, that one is completely drag and drop. Very simple. If you're a small a business or if you've got a local business presence you're trying to build a chatbot for, I recommend that. Mm -hmm. There's another one called API.ai. And that one, too, that's just click and drag. Very simple. But they do have an API uh, element to it. So if you do want, if you've got your own database and you want to hit your database and dynamically look up information and serve that information to the chatbot, then you'd want to go with a tool like that. And you could have your developer do part of that and then have your marketing guy or your operations guy build the rest out. So where do you think this fits today? I mean, we already talked about the potential for it, you know, getting noisy, but Right now, I mean, should everybody be at least considering this as part of their online marketing strategy? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think they should. Um, at least consider it. Talk about it. So my main employer is, is called Kuali, and they do software for higher ed. And in the higher ed space, it's a very sophisticated space, long sales cycle. They are some of the least likely individuals to potentially use a chat bot mm -hmm. inside of Facebook. That's kind of kind of what we've seen. You know, we don't use emojis in our in marketing messages. We're very very clean in what we in what we do. However, we've even talked about launching a chat bot that research administrators at universities could use to go in and ask questions. You know, about filing pre award content with grants.gov. You know, and how do I do this? So we've talked about using a chatbot, and we haven't, haven't gone there yet because it's going to be a very robust chatbot, and we're going to need to dedicate some, some real resources to build it. But even in that instance, I think it, will, it would be beneficial for our company. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Thrive Leads. This is a tool that we use on the Duct Tape Marketing website uh, thoroughly for content upgrades, for 
slide in boxes. Actually, we even use the visual editor for all the pages and landing pages that we design. So go check it out at uh, ducttapemarketing.com. We'll have a special link uh, in the show notes for today and uh, check it out. So let's talk about lead generation. Uh, people get, it's no matter like customer service, that's great. Engaging with clients, that's great. You know, but nothing gets people excited, more excited about some technology than the fact that they might be able to actually close more deals or generate more leads. What are you seeing people doing in that category? Um, I actually haven't seen a lot done there. And I think it's, I think it's a, a blue ocean space. You can really expand into it. Yeah. The pe- most of the companies that are doing chatbots are more customer service focused. Like right. Uber, uh, Uber has one. Um, Kayak has some really robust ones. There, I haven't seen a lot of people doing it for lead gen. So I think I think there's a lot of potential there. Well, I, I mean, even if that lead gen, it might not be that it's going to. I mean, unfortunately, I do see some people talking about building lists on Facebook so that you can go back and and send you know direct messages to all those people that have you know subscribed through that path. But to me, I, I see it's such a great sorting type of thing. Like for example, if I'm going to work, I, you know, I'm a marketing consultant, and if I'm going to work with somebody or try to understand their business uh, or, or try to understand maybe what what course or solution or even set of training I might give them, knowing that they are a B2B business, that they mostly want local clients. I mean, there's a handful, six or eight questions that would allow me to actually kind of go, oh, okay, here's your curriculum. <laughs> um, and and yeah. I think that that, so, so you might not look at that as strictly lead generation, but I think it's a way to really personalize a lead generation experience. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great point, John. So um, you've probably heard of AdRoll, right? Sure. Remarketing, yeah. So, um, in the online advertising space, if you can find out, like you mentioned, hey, let this person fits a specific segment. Mm-hmm. Maybe they live in this geography and they are B two B and they're less than 40, 40 employees. So they fit into a specific segment. You could use something like AdRoll to advertise an upcoming webinar that's customized just for that segment. And then you can do other things like you. So the conversations that are being uh, captured in the chatbot, you can tie that back to your marketing automation suite, mm. whether it's HubSpot or Marketo or Acton, Infusionsoft, whatever it is. And you could categorize people into different buckets um, for further outreach. And so in that regard, there's, there's a lot of strength there. What are some of the things, if somebody's thinking, oh, okay, this is great, I need to build one. What, you know, what do they have to do first, right? I mean, because I know that people listening here are going to sign on and create an account with ChatFuel <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, but what are some yeah. things they need to be doing before, you know, as far as like on the wall or on the whiteboard, you know, what, what do they need to do from a planning standpoint before they just start creating this thing? Uh, one of the most important things is that you understand what your buyer persona is and not just your general general persona, but you need to know who your love group is, who really is excited about using your product, and then try to build a chatbot that speaks to that love group, but in a way that you can win the swing group. So the swing group are people that are on the fence, not quite sure what to uh, what to think of your company. Um, if you put your love group messaging in front of that swing group, you can usually get them get them across. And some ways that I've found that you can you can figure out who your persona is. There's tools out there like Google Analytics. You can pull up Google Analytics and it will give you demographic profile information mm-hmm. on people that are hit, hitting your site, and that's useful. Or even, um, or even hitting but, a specific page on your site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so um, 
you can you can build out some good customer profiles there. So, yeah, so you, you've got Google Analytics. You can take a look at your Google Analytics information. And one thing that I would really recommend doing there is Google Analytics has a click map where you can pull up the overlay and it will show you what people are clicking on on your homepage, on internal pages. And that will give you a good idea of what questions people have when they come to your website. So where are they going? And you can use that to kind of build out your, your first base of questions. And then another big step that I've seen chatbot builders doing to further build out their kind of their artificial intelligence, what questions are going to be answered is they'll go to websites like Quora mm -hmm. and they'll just search for whatever their topic is. And they'll go through Quora and see which, which questions have the most answers and which questions tend to be trending. And they'll build all of that into their chatbot logic as well. So you need to get a good idea of first your persona and then second, what questions they'll be asking. Yeah, and maybe if you've developed, taking the time to develop a useful FAQ section or just even looking at all the, the questions that you tend to answer in your sent email all the time, I think is those are a couple of great places to, 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 you're essentially delivering the same information, but just in a different format sometimes, aren't you? Yeah, you absolutely are. And FAQs are, are great to go to. And if you have employees, yeah. go to your frontline employees and, and interview them and say, hey, what kind of questions are you getting? Right. Um, another valuable thing that we've found from talking to frontline employees is you can ask them what kind of inside jokes or jokes they've had with customers. Um, and you can use that to build some humor into your bot. So no matter what business you're in, there's generally industry-specific jokes or industry-specific lingo that you'll want to make sure you've got in your chatbot. So you have mentioned building some of uh, these four clients. Is that um, something you're actively pursuing as uh, additional business? It is, yeah. So I, I, my, my consulting really focuses in the MarTech space, and it's up until about three or four months ago, it's been focused mainly on marketing automation. Um, but over the last couple of months, I've been writing these articles on chatbots and getting a lot of uh, people reaching out to me uh, for consulting opportunities. So, yes, I'm doing chatbot development now as well. And where could somebody find Ben Beck, the chatbot builder? The, the best place to, to find me. So hit me up on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is MartechBen. Or you can just drop me an email, ben at roi.me. So as uh, Ben at returnoninvestment.me. Awesome. Is that URL yours or is that a? It is. It's a, a buddy that I went to college with. We've done a lot of business on the side together. And so ROI.me is our own little brand. ROI Business Solutions is what it's short for. If, if nothing works out for you, I bet you can sell that URL. <laughs> I know we probably could. <laughs> So, Ben, thanks so much for joining us. Again, this is one of those topics that uh, if this is just the start of your education, uh, go out there and do some research on it. Uh, um, hopefully we've given you some, some resources and tips. So, Ben, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I don't know, I may, make it, uh, I may make it through Salt Lake City sometimes this, sometime this summer on my way to a, a national park or something. Nice. If you do, give me a call, and I'll uh, take you out to lunch or dinner. Uh, uh, park City. We'll do some skiing or... There we go. Or, some, or, or, or we'll get on bikes and ride down in the summer. Have you done that? Yes, that would be nice. <laughs> it's very easy when the lifts take you up and then you just ride down. <laughs> I, I hiked up that, uh, that one, and we had all these crazy maniacs riding right, you know, right by us. So I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> all right, thanks, yep. Ben. Take care. <laughs> thanks, John. Bye now.